Welcome, 801 Horror Cult fans, my blood club, since Marcy is not here still. So, you get another week without the Marcy, and no special guests this week. Just me, Kira Anti-Pants. Yay! So I'm taking this one a little bit um, off-kiltered from our normal, because we got a lot of cool things to come, and I... Don't want to cover them by myself because I need funny input. <laughs> so this one's all me. So today we are going to talk about Utah and all some just crazy shit, weird shit, facts, you know, to introduce all of you non-Utah people or new to Utah people all about the stupid, ridiculous, and funny and fun things all wrapped in one that is Utah. <laughs> I'll go over some of the fun hauntings I used to do and still do. Um, yeah. So, thanks for the Phantom of the Tracks to help me figure out an episode idea for this one. All right, world. Yes. So, let me take you down into the depths of Utah. Almost turned into the grudge chick there. Man, I'm freaking hungry. You know one good place in Utah? <laughs> Leatherbees. I just want their fries and they have this coffee ice cream that's really good. I could go for those right now. But I am recording. Recording without pants. I am by myself. Hell, I could record naked. No one would know. Maybe I am right now. You don't know. <laughs> so, yes. Leatherbees. Everyone check it out unless you're vegan. No, they have some vegan options too. But their fry sauce is really good. For those of you who don't know what fry sauce is. It's a combo of shit, but usually it is... Ketchup and mayo. Some throw like pickle juice in it or relish in it or I don't know whatever shit but it's sometimes magical sometimes it's disgusting it's weird it's <laughs> it's weird but you should check it <laughs> okay world I went on a tangent by myself all right I'm so awkward by myself we should call this the awkward files with Kira anti-pants Utah edition <laughs> All right, so I came up with this with speaking with Phantom. I can't talk, as we all know. I never can. <laughs> so I'm going to cover a bunch of different things, you know. I'm going to introduce you to all things Utah. You know, not normal. Normal stuff, no. That's not, not my tea there. We'll talk about a few spooky things, um, some fun things that I do and people have done. Some ridiculous laws and facts in Utah. Cut my playlist will have all Utah bands and our Silver Fox will be a Utah actor. So, well-rounded Utah! Yay! Alright. Do I want my glasses on? Doesn't matter. Not wearing pants. I'm a nudist. I'm drinking some water real fast and I'm wearing glasses. But you know what I am doing? Free in the knee! It doesn't have the same ring without someone yelling at me, either saying it with me or telling me to put my knees away. <laughs> also, Marcy, I'm free in my nips. I'm a nudist, apparently. Just kidding. Well, 
since I have no one to talk to besides myself and you guys later and the Phantom of the Track. I went to Fanex last weekend. It was fun. It was great. Met our Silver Fox, Skeet Ulrich, Billy from Scream, um, whatever his name is, from The Craft, and a whole bunch of other shit. <laughs> He's pretty. I like him. And he complimented my tattoo. My chest tattoo. You know what that means? He was looking at my cleavage. <laughs> it made me happy. <laughs> it was a good, good fan X. I will, when I'm back here with Marcy recording, we'll kind of go over it in depth some more with you guys. But it was really cool. I went to two different, like, the Mystery of Skinwalker Ranch panels. You know, the show from the History Channel. And the, the second one had, you know, all the people from there. Dragon, Brian Fugel, Frugel, what, Fugel, you know, names they can't pronounce. And, you know, all those cool people. And I was like, ah, oh, it made me really want to just go to Skinwalker Ranch. But it's not safe. So instead I went on a ghost tour last night of Fair Factory, the old cement factory. That is now a haunted house. But it's also haunted. That was pretty cool. They also had... Um, <laughs> they had the ladies of the tour. Any brave ones stick behind. Because there was some gentlemanly ghosts that like to goose butts. That's right. They like to touch your butt. I was wearing shorts. And me, you know, being single was like... Why not? So I raised my hands automatically and I was like, ooh, ooh, pick me. I'll do it. And then I leaned over and I was like, hey, ghost, touch my butt. No one did. Went through the whole ghost tour and my butt didn't get touched once. I was very sad. Maybe it's because I don't have a really big ass. So they were like, where is your butt? I didn't think of that. Oh, shit. I got ghost blocked because I have no ass. I didn't even have cleavage showing. What the hell, Kira? I was freeing my knees, but I don't think the ghost had a knee kink. Fuck. Well, shit. It was a good one, though. Um, The tour was by the Grim Tour. Grim Ghost Tours of Salt Lake. Everyone check them out. It was a fun time. And I think you would like it. So my brain goes crazy when I can pick up on things that aren't, you know, regular. <laughs> like energies and shit. And my brain was going crazy, but not in the areas where we were, which was sad. So I kept looking off in the distance because my brain was telling me to look over there. And for some reason, the name Carlos kept popping up. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a Carlos there that died there. Because there were many a deaths there. I don't know. But the name Carlos just kept popping in my head. It was the damnedest thing. And at the end of the tour, um, we sang, was it Row, Row Your Boat? For this little girl named Anne that likes to haunt that place for some reason. And they had dowsing rods. And there were these cool chicks that had it and one kept communicating with someone, but they just kept asking if they were unhappy there and whatnot. 
and they apparently weren't. I mean, if I had the dowsing rods, I'd be like, why aren't you touching my butt? I'm very distraught that my butt was not touched by freaking ghosts. <laughs> they robbed me of my ghost perversion. <laughs> oh, I do have to tell you, since this one will be right after the Root 666 episode. So, we told Will about Howard the ghost in the office and the skinwalker that sits on my chair which in turn I sit on. And we told him not to say the H-O-W-I-E form of Howard. And he did. And then Howard knocked over, or knocked off my Michonne autograph from the wall. I was very mad because I didn't want it to get broken and ruined. But it's fine. So Will got to witness the... Howard's <laughs> anger. <laughs> yep, he'll be on the show more. So, let's enough tangents of just talking to myself about nothing. Let's talk about some Utah shit. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Growing up as a teenager, <laughs> which we all like to do stupid spooky shit as a teenager, right? Right. So, here are some few fun spots that not even, oops, sorry, not even necessarily teenagers do it, or kids, you can do it as an adult. So, one, we're going to go to the City Creek Canyon area, which is up by, kind of by the capital, you know, where all the rich people live. <laughs> So the first one we're going to talk about is Gravity Hill. So Gravity Hill is a stretch of road on Bonneville Boulevard in City Creek Canyon. Um, things, many a things, such as even cars and people, <laughs> look like they are defying gravity and they roll up the hill. So you can get a ball, you can take your car, and... Just, like, let it hang there, and then it'll look like it's going up. It's pretty cool. Everyone's like, ooh, it's haunted. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. No, let's debunk that with some science right now. In theory, that's an awesome idea, and we can all stick to that because that's the funsy route. Nope, it's just an optical illusion caused by an obscured view of the horizon. Yeah, that's not as fun when you break it down scientifically. So let's just say it's haunted still. I mean, it very well could be. That whole area is creepy as shit. And then, you know, you have all the rich people. So, <laughs> all the rich people around there. Who knows? Maybe they do their own type of purge. We don't know. We can't get into their houses legally. <laughs> okay, so there's Gravity Hill. And Gravity Hill, there's like Gravity Hills all over the nation. All over the world, really. So, it's not just here in Salt Lake City. They're everywhere, but they're fun. Gotta love optical illusions. That's like the, was it? There's a place in Oregon that's the same thing. It's weird as shit. I don't remember what it's called, but we saw it one of the times we went to Oregon to visit family on the West Coast. Next, let's talk about Memory Grove, which is also 
in City Creek Canyon. So this one, Phantom and I growing up, would always go to with our friends. Because, you know, there's creepy things afoot. So Memory Grove was established as a war memorial at the mouth of City Creek Canyon in 1924. It's old as fuck. <laughs> so it started as that and, you know, it still is that. There's Freemason shit there. There, If you're into the whole crazy conspiracy things, my voice is going out because it doesn't want to talk. Um... <laughs> But aside from the war memorials and the Freemason shit and the creek that runs through, there's um, spooky things afoot there. So growing up, you know, we all would go there. It was known as the creepy place because you have the water, the stream that runs through or creek, whatever, runs through. So you get all the power and energy from the water alone, which creepy shit has happened there. And that little creek running down. Oh, super creepy. Especially when you're there late at night. But also it's haunted all over. So many, many people would just go ghost hunting there and probably still do. I haven't done that forever. Maybe I should be like, Marcy, let's go ghost hunting at Memory Grove. (laughs) So there's known to be a lady that haunts Memory Grove. Um, Her supposed story is um, she died in a deadly car accident in the 1930s or 40s, right before her wedding. It's always right before a wedding. It makes life so tragic. Something so happy will happen and then fate takes them away and bitch slaps them. And is like, no. Also, there's what they call it. The witch's house that's right above Memory Grove. I have not seen this. Well, I've seen houses around there, but I've not heard about this until I was looking up shit just barely, you know, for this episode. So I'm kind of curious about it. I'd like to go more in depth and just do a Memory Grove episode later on, since this is just a tour of Utah. Woo! <laughs> but, yep, so there's a witch's house there, too. Or cottage, some say. Yeah. So if you know anything about that, message, hit us up, you know, give us some more info on that. Alright, so that's it for Memory Grove, where weird shit happens. Um, Yeah, that water, though, before we go on to the next one, that little creek, that body of water that runs through Memory Grove is creepy as hell in one part. Because there's like all these trees in one part of it. And that's where the spooky shit happens. (laughs) Maybe it's the trees talking because trees do talk to each other and communicate. So maybe we're just, you know, getting in tune with that. Maybe it's a water baby. Maybe it's a demon. There's a lot of shit. Maybe it's just that ghost chick. Who knows? Alright, next on our anti-pants list of super happy fun spooky things to see or do in Utah is we've talked about it before it's one of the biggest cemeteries we have and it's the most popular is the Salt Lake Cemetery ooh spooky it actually is really creepy at night 
there's a lot of people that go ghost hunting there. Marcy and I tried to go ghost hunting there, but we were too creeped out to get out of our car because there were people in hoods, like cloaks and hoods that we saw. And we were like, no. So we just drove around it repeatedly for like an hour and a half trying to get EVPs without getting out of the car. It didn't work very well. So we're going to have to try and do that one again, you know, outside of the vehicle. (laughs) Murder Marcy and I are, you know, kind of like sissy (laughs) lalas. So the Salt Lake Cemetery has two very popular grave sites, which put them on the map besides all the other weird shit. So we've kind of mentioned them before. I'm going to kind of mention them again. We're going to do an episode just on the Salt Lake Cemetery. So we'll get like, give you all the details in that one. So the two very famous grave sites in the Salt Lake Cemetery. Number one would be Lily's Grave or the Grave of the Beast. Six, six, six crazy little story there. We did mention that earlier. I can't remember what episode. Maybe Creepy Things in Utah. I don't remember what it's called exactly, but we go into detail on that a little bit. And then the next grave would be Emo's Grave. That's right, Emo's Grave. That's the one. I think that one is the one that has the satanic ritual stuff always happening around that one. Yeah, you'd think it'd be the Mark of the Beast one, but no. Emo's grave. So Emo's grave is actually a mausoleum for the burial place of Jacob Morowitz, aka Emo's grave. Okay, so a little bit of the story is this. Um, no one's quite sure how the grave got its name. Um, it's originally a small crypt that held a cr- the cremated remains of Jacob Morowitz, a local businessman who ran a successful brewery in Salt Lake in the early 20th century. So Moritz was a well-loved local politician who also gave freely to charitable organizations um, and was respected by both the Jewish community and local Mormon leaders. So he was just like, you know, a cool badass. Um, Just six months after settling out of a European trip with his wife in 1909, Morowitz died of stomach cancer and his wife had his ashes put into the site. For decades, local lore said that if you lit a candle, walked around the grave three times chanting emo, 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 then peered into the window of the crypt, you can see emo's glowing red eyes staring back at you. (laughs) The large metal door of the crypt once held a window in it. Visitors could see, or visitors could see the vandalized remains of the urn inside Though Mr. Morowitz's ashes were removed from the burial site years ago, today a piece of the rusted sheet metal covers the opening where the window once was. Now, now how can you do that? How can you see into it? Unless there's like a little... Nope, from this picture, there's not even a little hole. You can just pretend or maybe the glowing eyes will burn through the sheet metal. Let's see. (laughs) So it says that high school students and ghost hunters seem to have adjusted the legend to fit the current conditions of the gravesite since there's no damn window anymore. So now the new legend is that if you walk three times around the crypt, chant emo, 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 you'll see a ghost with 
glowing red eyes appear near the gravesite. <laughs> so the ghost has adjusted himself, you know, because now he can't just be sitting in his crypt being like, hey, what if he's just really high? You know, he wants to be high in his non-life life. <laughs> Who knows? So the grave is located just north of 4th Avenue and 909th East. If you stop by, there may be a pebble there. And why is there a pebble there? Let me tell you why. Because I skipped it earlier because I felt it was irrelevant. Do, do, do. So there's one gravesite in this part of the cemetery that doesn't have any small stones. And the stone, which is Emo's grave, the stone, um, there's a custom for placing a stone on the headstone of a loved one's grave or headstone to ward away evil spirits. Or it may be a way to count the number of visits to the grave. One stone for one each. So you'll see lots of stones around there in the Salt Lake Cemetery. But are you going to see it on Emo's grave? I don't know. How many stones have you put on a grave lately? I've put none. Apparently I'm an asshole. <laughs> or I just like to be in secret. Be in secret. Yes, my words are well. And now let's go on to the next place to visit. So this one growing up was always... I hadn't personally been there yet, but it was always talked about. Most people I know went there at some point <laughs> because, you know, we're, we're stupid teenagers. So now we're going to talk about Hobbitville. What is Hobbitville, you ask? Hobbitville was this little secret village within Sugar House's city limits. And, uh, apparently we thought back in the day that, so Hobbitville, you know, Hobbit's Lord of the Rings, everyone likes it. That's a nerd. That's a cool nerd, I should say. Not everyone likes it, but cool people like it. So Hobbitville is this little cluster of tiny homes with tiny people. Some people say like little gremlins or goblins or ghouls or evil people live there. All it really so it's real. There really is a Hobbitville within the city limits of Sugar House, but it's just a bunch of little houses that little people lived in, <laughs> which I actually want to do a whole episode on as well. Pretty much all these that we talk about are going to be full episodes on their own. I'm just giving you a taste of what's to come. But yeah, so we would all sneak in at night and be like, ho ho ho, we're going to see all the little crazy people but then they'd get mad and chase you out which was true throw rocks at you and shit <laughs> some people have been punched by people of there but slowly throughout the years um the inhabitants of hobbitville moved out and now it's just a park i, I think it's called allen park now or abbott park so it starts with an a i'm happy we know i have asked my research because i'm just the in insert laughs guy <laughs> but yeah so now it's just a park where you can see and I believe they still have all the houses and stuff there it really does look cool and it really does it doesn't look like the shire 
or anything, but it just looks cool. You can always Google it and check out some pictures. Or if you've been there and if you have any cool stories about breaking into Hobbitville, I want to hear them. Maybe we can read them when we do our Hobbitville episode. Yeah, so that's a fun little tidbit there for, you know, that. (laughs) Next, we're going to get into a place I've frequented quite often, aside from Memory Grove is the great salt air. Dun, dun, dun. So what is the salt air? Some of you may know. It's a concert hall that actually has a crazy history as well. And again, this will be another episode, but so it was built twice. First time, it kind of looks like a, a smaller scale version of like the Taj Mahal and it sits right on the Great Salt Lake, which is there's not a whole lot of that lake left now. Everything's evaporating. It's scary how small it's become. But anyways, so it looks like the Taj Mahal. So it's kind of like, you know, mirage in the desert. It looks real cool as you're driving past going to Magna. You see it off to the side on the right side. And you have the Kennecott copper mines on the other side. You know, so you have ickiness over there. And then you have prettiness on the right. <laughs> but... Uh, apparently it burnt down, so then they rebuilt it to the Great Salt Air that it is today. Um, so it's Concert Hall, they have raves there, I've seen way too many concerts there, I've met a lot of bands there, you know, hung out, my dad and I would go to concerts there a lot, friends and I, you know, my brother and I, all of us, we went there, saw a lot of cool bands there. Motionless and White, the Trinity of Terror Tour was the last time I was there. And, you know, Motionless is going to play there again on this weekend. The first? Yes, the first. Hello, Motionless and White, who's not listening? I'm going to go see your shit again. Yay! Anyways, yeah, so that place, super haunted. There's lots of murders there. Lots of bodies are dumped there. There's like, we've covered Saltaire Sally. Her body was found right around there. Um, there's, um, I'm going to actually cover this case when we do another missing and murdered indigenous women episode. Um, but there was a a lady's body that was unfortunately found there as well. I mean, fortunate that her body was found, but not for the right reasons. It was not good. Um, that's found there. There's lots of death. Then we have, um, Jean-Baptiste and his lore that happened all around the Great Salt Lake there too. So you have those, you have haunted campgrounds. And I'm talking while I yawn, which is super professional. (laughs) It's always kind of fun to just go drive around there and see the place too, because it's kind of like, I don't know. It's fun, but there's lots of (laughs) flies and spiders, depending on the time of year. Um, we've done some photo shoots there, and that was real fun to do. Yeah, some really cool photo shoots. I got a really cool one when we were doing a zombie photo shoot one time. And then the zombie nurse that we did, there was like this, this TV there. Um, one that you would plug in, like this old big boxy TV that was like the screen was broken. And the zombie nurse um, g- 
grabbed it by the cord and was dragging it and the Great Salt Lake's right behind it and got the coolest picture of it. That was such a fun photo shoot. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a dumping ground for a while too around that area, but they've kind of cleaned it up a little, but we got so much fun there and spooky shit, but most importantly, concerts, concerts there. And if you're into raves, there's a bunch of raves that happen there. (laughs) So there's another thing to check out and bands. That place is haunted. So, you know, if you need, need a guide hit us up be on our podcast and we'll go do spooky shit while you're in utah you know just throwing that out there for any band if you ever listen whoever you are (laughs) okay next one i have not personally been to because well it'll make sense when i say it but i haven't been to these next two things but they're tied together and they're very well known for Utah in this spooky shit since it's spooky season. So next we're going to talk about the man who one day we will do a podcast on when I feel like it. (laughs) Mr. Ted Bundy! I am the great Ted Bundy! Yep. So we'll do the Ted Bungholio episode. So what I'm going to be talking about is the apartment that Ted Bundy lived in for a while while he was going to the U of U studying law and murdering people and the cellar that Ted Bundy supposedly either stored bodies in or killed women in. Um, so yeah, there's a, so the apartment building is still there downtown. Well, it's not quite downtown. I can't remember exactly where, but it's in Salt Lake. So that building is still there. People still live there. And I was actually watching a YouTube thing on the, that place a few months ago. And they went in there and they even went to the basement part that had like a crawl space and whatnot. And they were like, Oh, I wonder if there's any remnants of any Ted Bundy shit in there. They couldn't get that far back. So, the apartment that he lived in, that place is still there. People still check it out. So, yeah, I'm sure you can still check it out. You probably can't go in there. But, I don't I don't feel like there would be any Ted energy there. <laughs> he just lived there. Doesn't mean he's haunting there. He's got other places he's probably haunting instead of here. <laughs> and now, we'll talk about the cellar. The alleged, the alleged, it's not alleged, the seller that he allegedly had bodies in or murdered chicks in. That place is pretty much gone. There's like just a little bit remnants left and the part that you could go in is now like boarded up and shit and it's dilapidated and whatnot. So they boarded it up for safety, you know, and because people are stupid. So... But I was also looking up a YouTube thing on that, and there were some people that did go in before it got boarded up, and there's just, you know, your typical graffiti and stupid satanic shit in there, with teenagers trying to be cool. (laughs) Summon the Bundy. The Great Dead Bundy! Yeah, dumb. 
I don't think he's haunting in there either, people. And I believe in ghosts. <laughs> I don't believe they're haunting everything all the time, though. So, so there's those you can check out. You can still go to the remnants of the Ted Bundy cellar. I don't know exactly where it's at. I would like to go, though, just to see it. But you can't go inside. I don't really want to go inside either. <laughs> All right. So we got the Great Ted Bundy shit out of the way that you guys can check out here in good old Utah. Ding, 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 ding. And ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Anyways, next thing you can check out. If you guys are ever here in Utah or live in here and want something spooky to check out, go to the West Desert. You have to be careful, though, because some of it is, like, you know, um, restricted from us public people because of uh, the military. So there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in the West Desert. There, there was a lot of... Um, was it nuclear bombs they tested? But there's a lot of like radioactivity in there. And they'd like set up. There's a bunch of mines. Susan Powell's remains might be in there. Hopefully not. But you know, fuck you, Josh Powell. Um, so there's that. There's a bunch of mines. I'm sure a lot of other bodies there. So you have that aspect of miners that have died there. There's like a bunch of really cool places that you could find geodes if you're into rock hunting which that's pretty freaking cool and there are certain parts in the west desert where you can go geode hunting and then geodes like like kind of light up like um i can't remember if it's black light or if it just looks like a black light's on it and they're like super neon and stuff and that's because of the radioactivity or whatever some kind of chemical components that are different than components components i'm making up my own words now <laughs> but um yeah so some of them are like neon colored and i can't remember exactly if that's because of it's in the radio the areas where there's residual radioactivity or what but they do look cool i do want to go there and i freaking love geodes because i used to go rock hunting with my grandma and grandpa it's a fun little, you know, nerdy pastime. I haven't done since then. Everyone should. Um, but not only that. So <laughs> you've got, you know, the skinwalkers or flesh pedestrians, as a lot of them say, because, you know, like we always joke around and say, it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. You don't say their names. You don't talk about them because you're invoking them and inviting them. So, you know, if I ever go with where there is one, probably be like, you've been talking a lot of shit about us, Karen. I'll be like, I know. Go gentle as you murder me. Then I'll become a pretty cool skinwalker. Just kidding. I'll probably die a miserable death. <laughs> Hopefully not. Anyways, so yeah, aside from skinwalkers, there's probably a whole bunch of other um, indigenous legends and creatures that are out and about in that area, you know, because there's a lot of weird shit. Also, apparently, thanks to Will's advice, or not advice, but his um, words from the last episode that there might possibly be a pod of Bigfoot that are nomadic and they roam through the West Desert too. So, you know, that would be real weird to see Bigfoot in the desert. 
but you know, it's Utah. You have desert and then you have a bunch of mountains. You have that and not only that, but let's talk about the aliens. Because in the West Desert, um, you know, there's a lot of alien sightings there. Uh, I wonder too if the energy there is different, be it from all the nuclear testing or from the ley lines and whatnot and all the powerful energy that's in all of the Uinta Basin and spreads out through all of Utah. Who knows? Utah's a weird-ass place with weird-ass people and weird-ass shit that happens. <laughs> so, yeah. If you have any stories about the West Desert, hit us up. Any stories, really, but, you know, I want some alien encounters or UFO encounters. I want all that shit. I want to hear it. So message us at 801-horror-h-o-r-r-o-r-c-u-l-t-v-i-x at gmail.com. We want to hear it. Okay, now this is just a fun part. Two fun places that I really like to go and frequent when I do get out of my house. Um, every year. Well, I've been going every year since it started. So, let's talk about Fanex, which I just went to last weekend. We're going to touch this a little bit. So, Fanex has been going on for, God, I don't know how long now, but it started out at Salt Lake Comic Con. And then um, they decided to do a thing called Fanex as well, which was like a Salt Lake Comic Con part two. <laughs> so, two times a year, they would have that. So you have to divvy out your money and your vacation time from work so you can go hang out for a weekend, you know, two times a year. It was super fun. And now because San Diego Comic-Con threw a bitch fit because Salt Lake Comic-Con was number two. So, you know, we're like, oh my God, are we just going to take away all their glory? They didn't want us to be competition, so they sued Salt Lake Comic Con, so they had to change their name, so it just became just Fanex. Therefore, it's just once a year now, <laughs> which is kind of easy for vacations and, you know, money. You can plan to just put all your money for that time, but it was fun. It's a fun break. Um, the difference I do know is every year, you know, the vendors kind of change and some years you have a shit ton of like comic book booths where it's just like all the old school comics and other years it's like you barely have any. But when you have the balance of Salt Lake Comic Con and then Fanex, you know, Salt Lake Comic Con, you'd have more of like the comic book nerds and the video games and all those fun things and then for Fanex, it was more of like a fan experience thing. So you'd have more of the celebrities. I mean, you'd always have celebrities you can meet, but it was more focused on celebrities and panels and that kind of shit. I'm a panel nerd. I love panels. I go to all kinds of panels. They have cosplay panels, like panels for kids, lo-fi music panels, which that one's pretty cool. Terrible movie panels, which Phantom and I and Snack Pack all of going to because those are funny as hell um they have like i don't know all kinds of panels they'll teach you stuff how to be horror writers how to be fantasy writers for film books screenplays whatever screenplays kind of go with that plays whatever you know D, D shit magic the gathering card game competitions 
all kinds of fun stuff. And then you have like the cosplay um, contest where, you know, you can everyone dressed up and see who wins. Amazing talent in there. So it's kind of fun. And there's since day one. And she changed this year. Out of all of the years I have seen her at every convention, there used to be this gal who would dress up like Sharknado. Loved her. Every year I'd get a picture. It was the same costume, but, you know, I appreciated her dedication for years and years of being Sharknado. This year she wasn't. She was just a bunch of, like, a tornado of flowers. I was very sad, but I was excited because I knew exactly who she was. I was like... Oh, yay. No, it's just flowers everywhere. Sorry, hit my mic. (laughs) Yeah, so this was the one year she was not Sharknado. That made me a sad panda. (laughs) But it's a fun time. So, I mean, all y'all that aren't here, a lot of people come from out of state to go see Fanex next year. Go to Fanex. I really want to get a booth for the podcast at Fanex next year. I think it would be fun. Let me know what you think. Do you want us to have a booth at Fanex? Let us know. If we do, we'll have merch because we're working on merch now. We're going to release some merch. Um, maybe we'll do a live thing and then you could be a guest on it. You know, just come say hi. <laughs> All kinds of things can happen. And of course we have to have free candy because, you know, Free candy is great when you've been at a convention for three days straight, walking around all day, every day. And food costs a million dollars. So why not get some free candy from us and, you know, (laughs) support us. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fun time. I love the panels. I love the celebrity. We all know I'm a celebrity whore. I have so many celebrity autographs. Good God. I could have probably bought a house with all the autographs I bought. Just kidding, I didn't buy that many. That would be ridiculous. Especially with how much houses cost these days. My good. I could buy another car. (laughs) But yeah, it's a fun time. You all have to check it out at least once, even if it's for one day. And if you go one day, if you want to go the slow day, go on a Thursday. But this is what I do when I go. Go three days. Thursday, since it's slower, if there's any like super popular celebrities that are going to be there all three days go meet them on Thursday because you don't want to wait your ass in line for a million years like we did for Skeet Ulrich because he was only there on Saturday still worth it so go go see the big celebrities on Thursday other than that case the whole joint case all artist alley all of the vendors and then you can like you know plan out what you want to buy from or if there's things you think will sell out Go buy it from them on Thursday. Then Friday, do that shopping. Meet a few celebrities. Some more big ones. Saturday, unless you have to, it's too crazy. You're going to be in line all day waiting for a celebrity. But some will only do Saturdays, so you know. That's when you save that. To wait in line for most of the day to meet that one or two celebrities. (laughs) Or to get your photo ops. (laughs) But you know, those are fun. And you know, panels mix those panels up, go to a panel, just pick a random panel. If you're getting tired, you might end up liking whatever they're talking about. It's going to expose you to a whole new thing, which is pretty cool. I did that many times in my whole going to Fanex career. I wish I got paid to go. That'd be cool. So I guess it's not a career, not a professional convention goer. 
I'm amateur. <laughs> Anyways, I could do a whole episode on Phoenix and all my experiences because they're fun. I'll give you one cool thing, though. I used to, um, on a piece of paper at some point, I would write um, tips for tits and I would put it in my cleavage. <laughs> that was fun. I did that for a few conventions. Oh, man, I need to do a whole episode on not just Fanex, but there's also used to be, they haven't done it this year or since quarantine, really, but FearCon. That was a cool little, like, horror, everything spooky convention here in Utah. Fun as hell. So fun. They need to bring that back. And they'd always have, like, the vampire circus, and that was really fun to watch all kinds of shit and then you just you know go dressed up as whatever spooky things you want and they have actors from scary movies and shit and I would do a booth there for this podcast because that's right up our alley and it'd probably be cheaper but I don't know so fear con comes back to Utah 801 horror cult wants to be a part of this <laughs> yeah there used to be a fantasy con too that's where I met Simon Pegg <laughs> that was fun that was a fun convention and that was like awesome for like you fantasy nerds totally up your alley they had a giant dragon that blew fire and all other kinds of shit and i met the cast of lost girl that was also great i had twat written on my autographs so many times (laughs) because i had this thing where it's like all right every british actor or actress that i meet I'm going to have them include the word twat in it. So I got a lot of twats. <laughs> a lot of twat autographs, I should say. <laughs> it's fun. I'll go into that when we'll go cover a convention episode or something. Anyways, so there. Yeah, that's my, my super happy fun experience with, you know, everyone. You need to go see Fanex at least once in your life. You don't know how nerdy you are till you get there. Wear good shoes, wear deodorant, do proper hygiene. Because I've noticed the busier it's gotten, the stinkier people are. It's like, no, 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 people. This was like the first year that it smelled horrible all the time. Other years, people use their deodorant, they bathe, you know, they smell nice. I don't know what it was about this year. People were just like, fuck it. (laughs) Not me. Every little bit, I'd get out my Victoria's Secret body spray. I don't remember what one I used, but it was good. I smelled awesome. All right. So the next fun thing you can look at, and this is for all my music fans. And it's still here. It's been there since, I think, the 80s. It's moved locations a few times. I think it started out in Sugar House. But the heavy metal shop. If you're a cool kid... And you're into rock or metal. You know about this place. You've been there once. I've met bands there. I met Typo Negative when they were at the heavy metal shop in Sugar House. And Peter Still was so tall sitting. And I was so short. But I was in junior high when I met him. (laughs) But yeah, the heavy metal shop. It's a super cool place. Go support the locals. Or if you're from out of town and you want to be a super cool kid but not a douche canoe, go to the heavy metal shop, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, buy whatever, go buy some music, go experience some new music, go there, bask in the greatness that is the heavy metal shop, (laughs) 
So that's kitty cats. Sorry, I just copied Bailey Sari and I fell asleep watching her last night. So they're my plaid clad cult. Those are some, you know, places to check out and things to do when you're here in Utah. I mean, aside from this time of year, because we're now in spooky season, you can go on the ghost tours, the grim ghost tours, like I went on last night and went to that Fear Factory, um, which is an actual, like, haunted house too, but it's, they'll do ghost tours when it's, they're not running the haunted house. So last night we did a ghost tour of that place and the Fear Factory 666 um, place was actually an old cement um, factory. Lots of deaths. The Grim Tours did a great job with their ghost tour. I suggest it. They have them all over Salt Lake and um, Park City has ghost tours. I don't think it's from the same company, but you know, I'm going to go on more Grim Tours. They do bus tours, like ghost bus tours, <laughs> ghostbusters, but you know, you're just in a bus and they bus your ass around to show you things. Or there's places like the Fear Factory one where you can go in and do that and you get a little finger light and I had mine on my middle finger so I could flip off things while it was on and I felt like Spider-Man. I was like whoosh. But instead of webbing it was a light. A green light. <laughs> I was pretty cool. Then I was in the back and no ghost touched my butt. I'm very sad still. Maybe if I would have wore super short shorts they would have touched my butt or they like, you know, a shy girl. And I wasn't because I automatically was like, touch my butt, ghost. I'm still salty about that. I can't even get a ghost to touch my butt. Oh, <laughs> anyways. So those are the spooky, fun, crazy, weird things to do in Utah or nerdy, geeky. Now, we're going to cover some fun Utah facts. Some of these I knew, most of them I didn't. Let's see how many you guys know. Also, every state has weird ass shit, so it's not just Utah. This is just what we happen to have. Okay, so first and foremost, I can't stress this enough because when you're talking to someone from out of town or you're in a different place and ask, hey, where are you from? you tell them Utah, they're automatically going to be like, are you Mormon? Are you into polygamy? No. Very little people are into polygamy. There are some, yes, but they're not Mormon. <laughs> okay. They're not Mormon. Polygamists aren't Mormons anymore. That was in the 1800s and earlier. Okay. Stop thinking that. So let's just nip that in the butt now. And just because you're from Utah or live in Utah, doesn't mean you're Mormon. Only like 65% are Mormon. So it's a little over half. That's it. And more and more people are moving here from out of state. So that 65 number is going to go down. So quit it. A lot of people get offended. And Mormon or not, we get tired of hearing that question a lot. Okay, so let's, let's just stop with that. Unless it pertains to something or you don't want to be offensive. Then there's one thing. But quit just asking automatically off the bat once you hear someone's from Utah. Stop it. <laughs> okay? Because we're not all Mormon. All right. Also, this thing really grinds a lot of people's gears around here. The names people give their kids. 
and how they spell it. Like they come up with weird ass names. That's not just like hippie names. They're just combined two regular names together and they're like, bam. And it's not like Mary Lou. <laughs> no, it's weird ass names. And then it's spelled so ridiculous or you have a normal name that's, you know, you think is normal when you hear it. But then they spell it weird as fuck and they get offended when you can't say their name or if you don't spell their name right. Well, here's the thing. Don't spell it weird. For example, let's take the name Ashley. <laughs> Normally spelled A-S-H-L-E-Y, right? So here in Utah, there could be 20 different variations like A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H or A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. I-E or A-S-H-L-E-E or A-S-H-L-I, etc., etc. Yeah, let's, let's not do that anymore. That was like, that should never have happened. Just, just stop. Maybe like two, three different variations. That's it. Not 45. <laughs> that just confuses everyone. Or if you do it. Don't get mad when people can't pronounce it or spell it right. Your version right, I should say. Yep. So there's that, people. If you're not familiar with that in Utah, there's a shit ton of that. And along with that, there's a lot of love for green jello. <laughs> I'm not a jello fan. Those who are vegan definitely aren't because of the gelatin. <laughs> I wonder if the jello brand makes vegan friendly stuff. I know there's like vegan jello out there that's no that is G vegan i can't talk but just in general be it vegan or not jello gross doesn't matter the color but for some reason utah really likes green jello it's joked about a lot i don't necessarily know a lot of people that like green jello but it's out there and i imagine it's more in like the church wards and stuff just like funeral potatoes they make that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that with the green jello, it's not just the jello itself, like for a dessert. They put like vegetables in it sometimes. Or other fruit, fine, other fruit, because it still makes it dessert, I guess. Weird gelatinous dessert. But, you know, so there's that put your veggies with your jello like we covered some of the things in the gross holiday foods episode yeah there's a lot of that still <laughs> ew <laughs> okay so this next thing that happens even I wasn't fully aware of the whole process of what happens so in Utah when you go to a bar they take your ID they scan it and then you're allowed in I did not know why they scanned it because, you know, a lot of places they just look at it and be like, oh, you're of age, go in. Nope, not in Utah. In Utah, they scan it. And apparently this is what happens when they scan it. So they scan it and it goes to the local police department. And for three days, your ID information is in there <laughs> for in case you do shit. Weird, huh? I didn't know that. 
weird as hell. And if any of you know exactly more details into this, please tell us. <laughs> we want to know. Yeah. So weird, huh? Yeah, kind of make you think twice about like going to a bar in Utah. If you are a suspicious person. So the next one we're going to talk about. And this one I thought was really funny when I saw it. So in Utah, we have two versions of steakhouse. The first steakhouse is where you eat food, you know, like Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn Steakhouse or Outback Steakhouse. So you have those steakhouses. And then you have the Mormon Steakhouse, <laughs> which is where like wards go and do shit. I can't remember exactly what steakhouses are for because you think everything would just be in a church. But whatever. Yeah, so you have that spelled on the Mormon Steakhouses. S-T-A-K-E house. So it's spelled different too. But when you're saying it, you need to pay, pay attention to the whole sentence or otherwise you're going to get real confused. Maybe they serve steak at the steakhouse. I don't know. Would it be any good? <laughs> so the next thing is Utah might be the only state that has had an actual boxing match at the bottom of a lake that's right I said it at the bottom of the lake <laughs> so this was in 1935 and this is totally for realsies the Utah lake was completely dried up so two dapper gents that had to you know show their manliness off and duke it out in a boxing match did that <laughs> these two gents names were Andy Anderson <laughs> of course and Dave Williamson yep they just had to prove it so they went and duked it out at the bottom of the, the dried up Utah lake <laughs> that would have been kind of funny to see <laughs> Okay, next one. So, you guys like watching TV? Yeah? So, you know, the inventor of the TV was born in Beaver, Utah. And his name was... Was it Philo T. Farnsworth? Philo T. Farnsworth. Yep. Definitely a name that would come from Beaver. <laughs> next one. Okay. If you guys are health conscious and, you know, all that shit, but you like to go outside, well, be careful because Utah is the highest, we have the highest rate of melanoma cases in the nation. Yep. So Utah and melanoma go hand in hand. My grandma had some melanoma, but she got it removed. It was a weird thing. One of it was on the tip of her nose and she usually had a bandage on her nose from when she'd get it removed. Okay, next one, and this one I totally agree. <laughs> we are amongst the worst dressed <laughs> men in your sandals and socks. Yes, that's that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Or your weird... I, I can't even get into that. That could be a whole other episode in itself, but... We're dressed really well. I blame it on the Mormon culture. <laughs> yeah. 
You're welcome. I'm calling you out. You guys dress weird. It's not just suits and ties. Like when you're in your casual thing, because when you're in your Sunday best, yeah, you look pretty good. Even though sometimes you look a little FLDS-y, but you know, aside from that, I'm talking about when you're comfortable. That's when shit gets weird. That's when you get hit with a weird stick. (laughs) Also, one last fun fact in Utah. Do you guys like spiders? Do you guys like big spiders? Do you guys like tarantulas? Well, if you do, this is the state for you. So Utah is smack dab in the migration um, way for tarantulas. So yeah, like Draper, Tooele, all those deserty areas. Oh yeah, there are a bunch of tarantulas that will roam through. I want to say it's springtime, but I can't fully remember. But yeah. Yeah, hordes and hordes of tarantulas. It's kind of like in a scary movie. So it's like if the movie Arachnid (laughs) was in real life, where it's not life-threatening deadly, it's just really creepy. Yeah, but I like tarantulas because they're big. Now, if it was average-sized house spiders, I would blow up the state. (laughs) Okay, so want to know some weird laws in Utah? First one, if you throw a snowball, the first weird law in Utah, if you throw a snowball in Provo, you will be fined. Yep. Unless you're in a ski resort, and then that's totally fine. But if you're in Provo, you guys should not throw snowballs around police officers. (laughs) I wonder if police officers throw snowballs as like a oh, look, we're cool, we're not going to get on you. And then they do it just to, like, you know, catch you doing that. So then they can make their ticket quota. Mm-hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Next one. Riding bikes without using your hands. That's right. In the state of Utah, if you just, you know, are super cool and upping your riding your bike skills by, like, look, no hands. That shit's going to get you in trouble with the law. And why? Because you cannot ride your bike without at least one hand touching the handlebars. So as long as you have one hand, you're fine. (laughs) Now, this one. This one's for all the Logan people, or if you're in Logan. Ladies, you can't swear. It's against the law. I'd be fucking screwed. (laughs) In Trout Creek, it's prohibited to take gunpowder for a headache. I think that should be prohibited everywhere. Why would you take gunpowder for a headache? That's just silly. Um, It's also illegal to complain about the milk in Utah. Like, you can't complain about it. And it's against the law to not drink milk. I'm pretty sure the dairy company is like part of the Utah legislative process, at least when these laws were passed. So vegans, you're breaking the law in Utah. Or does like oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk, all the different nut milks, (laughs) does that count? Or does it have to be dairy milk? Because if so, there's a lot of people breaking the law. Food for thought. 
<laughs> this one really made me laugh. So no one may walk down the street carrying paper a paper bag containing a violin. No one. I mean, are they afraid it's like the mafia? Of course, that would be in a violin case. I don't know. Who, who is carrying a violin in a paper bag? Who? That's silly. I think I hear my dog whining in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Also, no one may have sex in the back of an ambulance if it's responding to an emergency. That's against the law. It's okay to have sex if they're not responding to an emergency. <laughs> That's a good reason. It's probably not sterile. <laughs> and last but not least, you can legally marry a duck in Salt Lake County. It doesn't say you can't. And that, my friends, is the tea for Utah. That is my baby. Well, now we're going to hurry things along. Now that you know some fun things, some ridiculous things of Utah, let's get into the playlist and then the silver fox because i got to wrap this up and take my dog out and try and find something to eat. All right. So, Kira. Yes, Kira. What's on your playlist as you're going through Utah doing really spooky or stupid things? Well, the first one, because I'm doing, sorry, hit the mic again. The first one, since I'm doing all Utah bands, the used, of course, I caught fire. Number two, arsenic addiction, fire. <laughs> Number three, get scared. Time keeps running. Number four, Megan Dia, Monster. That's actually a really good one, too. I mean, I like all these songs I'm putting up on here, but. And then a new one that I had not heard of until today is a Chroma Chaos Reborn. That one, I was like, ooh. That one's pretty good. Screamy lady. Woo. So check them out. All of these Utah artists are amazing. Yay. So Kira. Yes, Kira. Who's our silver fox of the week? Well, I mean, we can't top Sam Elliott from last week with that awesome commercial will and Mary did. But this week, we're going with a Utah actor, Brian Wimmer. He's from Orem, Utah, which is right next to Provo, Utah. So I wonder if in Orem you would get written up and have to pay a fine for also throwing a snowball or if that's just Provo. I don't know. But guess who else is from Orem? The used. But anyways, so he was in, if you're like, who the fuck is Brian Wimmer? He's in A Nightmare on Elm Street, part two, the second one. And he's also in Tank Girl and other stuff. But those were the ones that I liked, so I named those. So, Brian, you are a dapper gent. You have a nice smile. You've aged quite nicely. And I really liked you in the second Fri uh, Freddy movie. You know, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. 
Because it's spooky season. Ooh. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Or, or Twitter. Or Twitter. Twitter us. <laughs> tweet us. Uh, go to 801 Horror Zero Cult. C-C-U-L-T. Um, or you can also email us, which would be killer, mm-hmm. at 801 Horror Cult. Vix at Gmail. So 801-H-O-R-R-O-R-C-U-L-T-V-I-X at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your stories. We we will totally tell those stories because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear that? You can hear our version of your story. Yes. It, it will be, be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do listeners' tales? We'll be like, we're going to put a spin on yes, your tales. This will be our version of your tale. We'll be like the the modern art of your day. Yes. Artistic I'm, expressions. It'll be beautiful. Also, follow us, subscribe, and rate us. A we, good rating, please. Please be kind. Yeah. Rewind. We want like two more listeners. It would be lovely if there were at least two. <laughs> yeah, at least we'll get two there. more. We'll get there. It's... Marcy will show you her boobies. <laughs> and Kira will show you her anti-pented bees. So, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about urban legends. And because it's spooky season, maybe we're going to throw out some Halloween and some fall urban legends into the mix. Because why the fuck not? (laughs) So, Miss Identity Crisis Murderous Marcy will be back in the mix. And... We're going to talk about urban legends. So fuck yeah. Also, you know, add us, like us, subscribe. Send us anything you want to talk about, like, or want to hear us talk about. Email us at 801-H-O-R-R-O-R-C-U-L-P-E-I-X at gmail.com. Or, you know, DM us. Hit us up on Twitter whatever you want to hear us talk about something or if you want to be a guest oh yeah hit us up with that kitties i am out